Welcome to the Scale Model Podcast. In this podcast, we aim to entertain, inform, and promote the hobby of scale model kit building with interviews, reviews, and news about the hobby. The podcast is available bi-weekly where your favorite podcasts are found, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also get it from our website at scalemodelpodcast.com, where you can find show notes, photo gallery, and so much more. You can also subscribe to get notifications on all our updates, new episodes, and video content. Please support the Scale Model Podcast on Patreon. Patreon supporters enjoy early access to content and exclusive contests. Your Patreon support helps us to offset hosting and other costs to bring the podcast to you. Welcome to episode 129 of the Scale Model Podcast, sponsored by Cult TV Man, Sean's Custom Model Tools and Return to Kit Form. I'm one of your hosts, Stuart Clark, and I'm here with the gang once again, minus Anthony. He seems to have gone, you know, MIA. He's a busy guy these days, so we'll forgive him. So first of all, from south of Chicagoland, southwest, I should say, uh, mm-hmm. where 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 the weather's always a little bit ahead of us, as well as the time zone's one hour behind, it's Mr. Terry Measley. How are yeah. you, sir? Doing pretty good, pretty good. It's Northwest. Northwest. My apologies. Did I say Southwest? Yeah. I did. I apologize. <laughs> I should know that. Northwest. Okay. See, that's how confused I yes. am on a Monday night. But there we go. Northwest of Chicago. And let's get it right. Yep. All righty. So how, how are things? Uh, going pretty good. Going pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's fall, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Weather's get, getting there. Yep. Weather's getting there. It's a little cool. But it's a little more comfortable. And 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 how are the puppy adventures? Puppies are doing pretty good. Um, yeah. Toshi is visibly taller than Zeus now. Oh dear! <laughs> uh, Zeus is the low man on the totem pole. Oh he, uh, boy, he gets harassed by all of them. Oh, poor thing, poor thing. Yeah, but they all get spoiled between <laughs> that, the one of them. Has to fill that role. Yeah, I know. I get it. <laughs> all right, and also all, also getting harassed by his daughters, three daughters, and his lovely wife. And family asking to do chores here, there, and everywhere. The cool grandpa, the cool woodworker, whatever. Mr. Jeff Highland, how are you? Uh, I'm surviving. I just got back from the weekend at my brother's cottage up in the Muskokas, trying to uh, help him close in some, uh, what used to be a Muskoka room. A Muskoka room, for those of you who don't know, is a room that basically should be a porch where you sit out and you enjoy the company of uh, of nature but because you're in canada and in the muskokas in particular you have to have it all screened in because otherwise you would be dead very sure the bugs would carry you away yes they would suck the blood from your body and take that <laughs> take it away and yeah not, not pay a cent for it but um yeah so he's he closed it in and we told him when they built the house that they should actually put windows in and mm-hmm. turn it into a four season room not a mm-hmm. three two and a half season room so they finally did and put in a fireplace, and that's what we were doing on the weekend. Closing in go. all the so. That'll be good. Yeah, that's what I would say. A fireplace would certainly help. Well, it's yeah. I mean, they have a they have a full burner a wood burner in the main room. In this one, they just took a little electric fake thing that you can look at. It even has <laughs> fake sound. Has fake oh, sound. that's unnecessary, oh, man. Oh, man. no kidding! And it sounds terrible. It sounds like we're he put it on, and he's got two different sound effects. And he puts it on, and it sounds like some bonehead in behind the fireplace is tapping on Tupperware. I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> you know what? That reminds me of um, 
some of the old Hornby steam engines. Uh, so James May from Top Gear, he did this series called The Reassembler. And he reassembled one of his childhood, you know, they take it apart and they reassemble it. It's kind of a thing where you just, you know, it's kind of like you just watch him in his workshop and it's kind of soothing, actually. Mm -hmm. It's all sorts. It's a great series. But for the Hornby engines back then to simulate the 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 basic chuffing sound of the steam locomotive, it was basically a little like a little piece of sandpaper. That was only had the grit in one thing. And as it yeah, rolled, it and it sounded like that. But he said, yeah, mm -hmm. it sounds like sandpaper on a, on a block of wood. So that's what I think about. As soon as you said that, I, I thought about that. Oh, it was ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. Anyway, it was fun to, fun to goof around. We also hooked up the PS4 and played a bunch of uh, first-person shooter video games for I can't. Totally hours. I can't. I suck at first-person shooters on, on those game consoles. Give me a mouse and a keyboard any day. Well, the only thing I can play on those game consoles is like sports <laughs> I'm playing Diablo 4 with a controller and mouse and keyboard because really? I can't. Oh, there yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Holy Perfect. shit. Perfect. <laughs> it depends on what I'm doing, what I'm using. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. I can see it's, that. My brother says that's why the console guys hate the PC guys. Oh, I know. I know. Because <laughs> we're keyboard and mouse much more accurate. You know, but anyway, all right. So we, I want to thank our latest uh, Patreon supporters, Mark and Rob. They both contributed, as always. Uh, this does help keep the show operation going. We pay for uh, our domain name, we pay for website hosting, and we also pay to host our media files, so we can make it quick and easy for you and all that good stuff. So we do really support that. Uh, you can always go to Patreon.com forward slash scale model podcast or you can always go to buy me a coffee uh forward slash scale model pod that's the maximum they'll let me do i couldn't do the whole thing there but of course we have that in our show notes as always all right shows speaking of shows 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 tons of shows last weekend so we're recording this on the 13th of of november on monday night and uh, both australia and england had their big national shows and a couple of smaller ones in our area and i know in the u.s ipms various areas they had tons too but let's start over in the uk otherwise known as telford or scale model world um there is literally a billion different photo galleries out there um so i just found one that you know but you can basically search and some always some cool things um, I love the, I love the Felix gun system with the minion painted as the minion, uh, lots of good stuff, just as usual, amazing things from, from Telford. I also like about the fourth or fifth in the West Middlesex scale model club. So what they do is yeah. they have a lot of display tables, like what's going to happen at nationals. So they did a model of their table. <laughs> oh yeah, nice <laughs> yeah. Two of the lads, cup of tea, you know, various models. They're good for them. I think that's awesome. Now, to be fair, those lads look a lot slimmer than I suspect the actual modelers in the club well, are. You know, but... you know, you know what it is. The plastic takes off twenty pounds, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. And the scale. When you scale it down, it's like the color paint, right? You have to. Have, yep. You have to bulk up or something. Yeah. Some, but some very nice work is always, um, always amazing to see stuff. It was very well attended. Lots of goodies there. I heard. I'm sure a lot of people blew through their budgets in in no time. Um, but yeah, definitely really good to see. I love the o o Oakley class light boat from the 1960s. I think that one's a scratch <laughs> built. Um, but yeah, just a lot of good diorama stuff, you know, all sorts of good things. I, I do know. Budding, did you see the budding test pilot with the big Hitachi 
Yes, 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 I saw that. (laughs) Playing with an Arrowhawk or whatever it is. Yeah, they also had further on. um, Someone has one with, and I've got this Hasegawa uh, sub. Deep yeah, I saw that yeah, and they've done it like a, with an aircraft at the bottom of the ocean. So that's kind of cool. So, you know, always good, always good to see. Um, yeah. The other one I also like was from Scale Scotland. They they were down there and they've and they've got like one of the little signs you put on a wet floor that says caution senior moment in progress. <laughs> so that one I found cute. So, yeah. So always a good time. One day I'm going to make it there. It's on my bucket list. Yeah, George and Marcy Salidas went out this year. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. We'll Ellis. have to we'll have to see what they uh get their comments on it and see what happened there. Okay. And at the other side of the world, scale ACT. This is the big show in Australia. Um our friends at On the Bench, they went there. They went down, they did live, some live broadcasts. Um, so again, I found uh, Herman Scale Modelers, and he's got, <laughs> pardon me, he's got just an absolute ton of sh- pictures from various days, hundreds actually. Um, yeah, just you know, two sets of two galleries that are just huge. Um, including there's a, a, there's a beautiful one, though. The uh, I'm not sure what scale it is, whether it's the 144 or 172nd Snowberry, the uh, yeah, the Corvette. Beautiful job. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Yep, some beautiful aircraft. Um, just yeah, absolutely gorgeous stuff. So it's very much worth go to Scale Model Podcast and uh you can check out the show notes with the photo galleries. Um, this is always a very well attended show. Some amazing things, as always. I am gonna have to definitely knuckle down someday and try to do a seagoing ship diorama, you know, with the with a good wave action, this is just brilliant. Well, so. well, you do have that one three fiftieth Enterprise. Yeah, but I mean, I've also got the one seventy two. Yeah, I've just start. One, one, I got the one seventy two Snowberry, which uh, used to be radio control, and now yeah. it no longer is. And maybe I could just wreck it like this one. This is a beautiful job. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. I've got a few one seven hundredths and that three fiftieth. At some point, I'll, I'll I'll try one of that. But yeah, some beautiful ships in the ship category this year, and. Again, huh. I will go blind making some of these with the photo etch, but thank God they have 3D printed stuff now. In I'm, one, just, I'm looking very carefully. I'm looking desperately to see if there's a Yamato, but I don't see a Yamato. Not, <laughs> give it time. Give it time. There's, there is a Nagato. I did see the Nagato. Nagato. Yeah. I did see the Nagato. Gorgeous work there. HMCS Canberra. Domo Aragato. Yep. But yeah, it's just again some gorgeous stuff in all the categories there. So definitely uh, worth your worth your time. Nice to see a ram kangaroo there. Wow, Look at the weathering just gorgeous. Yeah. So anyway, you can just go. You can just ooh and ah that for hours. But uh, some good stuff. And I know um, uh, uh, Dave and Ian and Julian have released their episode from the show, so you can check that out as well. At uh, at them at their at their site as well at on the bench. So that's mm-hmm. from Australia. Then we had Sword and Brush. Sword and Brush is a big figure show up in Burlington, up in our neck of the woods towards Toronto. And I know a few of the guys from Hamilton went up. So R- Ricardo was there. If you want to see simply some of the best busts and figures in that for your for your money, uh, this is the place to go. Uh, some gorgeous stuff. They do seminars. They do all sorts of things. Very popular show. Again, one day. 
And it's interesting. There's one, there's one picture early on which shows the photo uh, setup, the lighting setup that mm -hmm. they used to take pictures of these things. And it's quite uh, very simple, very simple, but yep. uh, obviously effective. Uh, yep. I, I might have to try this. Yeah, but like I say, just some gorgeous stuff. I can never hope to equal some of these. These guys are artists. In their, oh, yeah. their, they're a whole other class. Uh, but again, some gorgeous things and some interesting, uh, interesting little dioramas. But just yeah, yeah, there's some good stuff in there. Yep, very popular show. Been around for years and years and years. Uh, so definitely, uh, again, worth worth your time we've got a guy in our club ron he's working on a he got a new like 12k resin printer and uh he's working on this huge dragon and based on the one he already did it's going to be just amazing when it's it's good. well i think what did you say the wingspan or the 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 wingspan of those things like two feet yeah <laughs> something something monster he's he's doing. it's insane it's yeah. huge but just amazing quality okay and then we had the detroit area auto modelers their annual show uh, the NAL in Motor City. Uh, this is a very popular one. They had over 380 vendor tables. Uh, long line to get in the door even after the door is opened. I know AMT was there celebrating their 75th anniversary, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that and the what's new. Uh, but I did find this photo gallery of some of the various stuff. So again, well worth going through. The car guys just, you know, as always, have some amazing things with the colors. Um, wow. Yeah. So just some absolutely gorgeous things over to pay. And again, there's more photo galleries coming. But at the time the episode, this episode comes out on the weekend, you'll you'll be able to uh, have a lot more there. But just, you know, some of the candy colors, the way they just the shine on that and stuff like that. Just just absolutely gorgeous. So well worth your time, time to look at. Another nice. another popular show. All mm -hmm. right. Uh, not much in the mailbag this week. In fact, nothing, but that's fine. So Telford, uh, not a lot of announcements from Telford, except for Airfix. Airfix managed to keep this under their hat. And I've been very impressed considering they also gave some, some out to YouTuber modelers to build. So they announced on the Friday, just before Del, uh, just before, uh, Telford, a model world exclusive, a uh, new Airfix ME, ME4, 410. Uh, so this is all new tool, uh, several hundred parts. And uh, just, you know, again, it's a very famous heavy fighter used in all theaters during the war. So this is 72nd. And again, all new tool. And they kept this under their belt. And I'm very impressed. That's uh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because it's a very popular subject. And I know some people will be very, very happy to see this. A uh, couple of different schemes with armor. Um you know, they had CAD renderings and stuff like that. And the link I've put on is the Airfix blog. And the Airfix blog is mm -hmm. always worth checking out. Because they really go into detail about how they did it, how they came up with the design, the history of the aircraft, um, you know, and then how they how, how they put the kit together. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, gorgeous. Again, not my thing, but I can, I know a lot of people who like this. Mm -hmm. it, it's, a, it's a very attractive looking aircraft. Um I doubt I'll get one, but again, very nice. Just, I always you know, thought it looked like that somebody had chopped its nose off. Well, uh, you know, a, a little bit. I always remember reading about this because it had the giant gun for tank killing, and they also yeah. had it also had the dorsal guns on the fuse side of the fuselage, which never really worked for. Nah. Well, no, no, but you know, <laughs> it worked well for the bombers if you get the bomber to keep still and 
you know, point upwards, um, you yeah. know, yeah. you know, b- 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 basically at night against the British bombers, because they didn't have a downward facing turret. If you could sneak up without the tail gunner seeing you, uh, mm-hmm. you, you could you could give someone a bad day. So, yeah, two schemes, uh, just, you know, again, the the copy they have here that someone built. Uh, it's very cool. So uh, very good to see. Very nice looking aircraft. Okay. It is surprising that they were able to keep this a secret. Yeah, they're pretty good lately. Again, they they really do strong NDAs. Again, it went out to a few builders. They sent right. out advanced copies because they were done on the day of. Um, well, so, I don't think you know, Airfix has ever made one of this. I and mean, it does. It's it, it's, it's it, it sort of supports that the content here. Yeah, this is the first time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, this one I know Terry. As soon as I saw this, I know Terry would be very excited. <laughs> Our good yeah. friends at Halberd Models. Look, another P forty seven. Yeah, another P forty seven. Thirty second scale and forty eight scale conversions. I yeah. saw someone already finished up a uh, thirty second scale conversion for the trumpeter. So, 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 tell us a little bit about the XP seventy two ultra. XP seventy two. When we thought we needed some more uh, point defense type interceptors, which we really didn't. Um, it is. It's a bubble top, so that tells you kind of where it fits in the lineage. But they f- they threw up a, a four bank uh, Pratt and Whitney f- forty three sixty engine in there, and that thing is that's like thirty five hundred horsepower. Wow, it's crazy. They were also playing around with a thirty seven millimeter cannon at that point. One of the options for kind of like with the A twenty when they're playing around with thirty seven millimeters, and they just didn't work that great. Um, but they had various options for. Um, what they thought armament would be probably would have been six fifties at, right. at some point. Um, but yeah, it's, it looks like a, uh, a sea fury mm-hmm. just, uh, yeah, all roid raged up. Yeah. It's, 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 it's astonishingly good looking. Honestly, it looks better even than the, uh, XP 47 H probably because it's a bubble top and it's real smooth looking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and, only and two only, of these were yeah, built. I was going to ask you how many yeah. they only built a couple, didn't they? Yeah, only two of them were built, and they really didn't get out of the teething phase before it was canceled because it just wasn't necessary. Do you know if any are left in the museums? Any of I don't know that. Your okay, just no. Worry. Well, no, absolutely gorgeous. They also said here, Helbert also said they are delaying, suspending work on the XP eighty five. And the release, the Goblin, is release is postponed to 2024 due to the yeah, difficult situation that. in Ukraine and delays in the supply. Um, but yeah, it looks very, very um, nice. Looking. Yeah, there will be both 3D printed and uh, resin cast parts for this yeah. Ultra yeah. Bolts. And again, Halberd's Masters in Castings, their castings are immaculate. Yeah. So this should be this should be very nice. Yeah, it'll be very nice. So I'm sure... Uh, you know that's that's awesome to see. So that's good. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, Terry's ter- Terry's breaking out the credit card. Oh uh, yeah, when it's available. I'll get it. <laughs> okay, next up, uh, I saw this interesting one. Aero Moldy. They're creating a resin-based one seventy-second scale Boeing seven thirty-seven three hundred. That's going to be a big piece. That's going to be a lot of resin. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a full version with cabin and windows to follow. Um, he's done a few different things, the the maker here. So, uh, yeah, so he's going to have uh, 
He's going to have the rollout, the pre-advanced, and the advanced. Uh, so for those people who like their air- airliners, it looks the right shape. It looks good. Yeah, it, it does really look. Even good. the engines, the you know, because the engines intakes aren't perfectly round, and no, no, it looks good. So that flattened look. Yeah, but it's nice to see this. I, I try and promote when I can when I see the smaller uh, industries doing it. Okay, slightly bigger industry, but this one isn't a surprise to anyone. HK Models released their one thirty second scale Boston Mark Mark IV, or in the U.S. they called it the A twenty JK Havoc. In yes, Chris Telford. Um, I believe Chris Meddings built one of these for the for them there. The yeah, show. he was. Yeah, he was uh, doing that. He was finishing up. So this is the glass nose one, uh, and again, uh, our friends the modeling news expected December. Full on details all about it. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. Again, as mm. you, as you expect from the internal structure, fully opened up uh, perspex nose. It can be shown open to the maddening crowd if you like. Uh, wow. metal, metal undercarriage rates with legs and of course a nose weight. So yeah, fully detailed. Nice, Where nice, nice looking plane though. Yeah, it's they very were clean. Nice. Oh, they were. Is that that I'm trying to figure out where they put a nose weight? I, I guess know. it's that that piece. It's got to be underneath. below the cockpit yeah. there. Yeah, that's it's got to be a molded. Yeah, something thing. molded in. That's the only thing I can think of because there is no space in a no. A20's cockpit. Yeah, yeah or, like, or nose anyway. Looks like that right. There's a there's like a lead piece right underneath yeah. the cockpit. On yeah, the it must be side. A, maybe on yeah. either side. Yeah, good point. It must well, be the molded landing gear bay yeah part. we'll have to see know. if we can we'll have to find the instructions when they come out yeah we'll have to look but all sorts of schemes in various uh countries manufacturer so uh, many countries use these a20s yeah. yeah so you've got the raf and the uh u.s army air force and mm-hmm. i'm sure there'll be more coming yeah and eventually they'll do the same thing i'm sure <clears throat> as they did with the b25s Yep. And the uh, B-17s and release this in 48 scale. So, oh yeah, uh, as tempting as it is in 32nd, I think I'll wait for the 48. <laughs> I had the Matchbox, the the A model, the one with the guns. I had mm-hmm. the Matchbox, classic Matchbox one in 72nd. I had that one for years. That was a fun fun kit to build. And I've got a bunch of the what AMT Ertl. Oh yeah, um, ones and they they build up pretty well with a little bit yep. of help. Yeah. Um, and for that, I've got an M MPC and uh, no M MDC. Um, turbine light conversion where they put the big uh, spotlight in the nose. Oh yeah, and it was oh, going no. up there, and it wasn't a fighter; it was going up to illuminate the bombers over yep. your over England, over England, so the ground yeah. gunners could hit them more easily. Yep, there's a job for you. Yeah, just yeah. make sure make sure you <laughs> aim at the right spot, please. Yeah, <laughs> make sure and, uh, you lead your round. <laughs> you're a big target. Yeah, you're a blinding target, but yeah, you're a big target exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. No, I remember that Matchbox kit. It went together well, except I really had to use a lot of putty to get the wings level. The mm-hmm. wing fit was not good in the wing route. I do remember that. All right, uh, from Tacom. Oh, look, more tigers. No surprise, they sell. So this one, uh, they're going to have a big box combo. This is going to come with three, one, two, three, 30-second scale Tigers and a 116th figure of Otto Karras. He was a panzer ace in the war. After the war, he survived the war. He later became a a pharmacist, believe it or not. Worked until he was 91, then retired, died, died two years later. 
Um, so, yeah. So, you know, and obviously they're saying, oh, we need now is a, one, a 16th scale Tiger 1 to put the figure in. But in the big box, yeah, you get all three Tigers in their scale, both the two mid-productions, one with a 35th scale auto, and the other a late production kit. So, <laughs> big kit. Big. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure there's a lot of modelers out there who just don't have enough tigers yet. Well, so. it's like Spitfires. Yeah. As I look over at my stash at my seven <laughs> or eight in one scale alone. Yeah. All right. Hey, that's why, you know, hey, if they sell, they sell. I don't criticize. I guess um, so. You know, popular po popular subjects. So probably about two month release based on when they between when they announce and uh and stuff like that. Okay. See, I, I now this one next. I tried to make, you know, I tried to cover all bases in this podcast. So this is Mung. This is their new McLaren MP4, the 1988 version. And this comes now in a pre-colored version. So this is the F1 car, uh, Prost and Company. Um, and again, they're making some nice stuff for Formula One. So yeah, it is licensed by, actually is licensed by, by, by McLaren. 36 centimeters long, 17 centimeters wide. Uh, no painting necessarily meet, needed. Um, it actually looks really good for the pre-painted. Yeah, it's interesting. They've got one one front-on shot that has the Mar Marlboro logo on it, and the other ones uh, don't. Yeah, they don't. So, so uh, yeah, it's interesting. I the other ones you're all you're all getting McLaren ever. I don't think they're allowed to do decals for that. But yes. Yeah. Yeah, but again, pre-colored plastic. You got, you know, variety of plate painting, electro painting, plating processes are used to present the elect the metallic texture. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. And some carbon fiber texture in yeah. there. Yeah, you know what? If you just wanted to, if you're a big fan, even the seatbelts, if you're a big fan and just wanted to get one together without fussing about something for mm -hmm. the shelf, you know, this is nice. This is actually very nice. The more I look at it. Yeah, it is. I mean, again, if your big bugaboo is the high gloss finish, then this will take care of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you can't screw it up, right? Mm. Well, you no. still can. If you work hard at it, you probably If you work can. hard at it, always. I'm just seeing if they have a price yet. Uh, I'm just going to the Mung site. It's just all the same pictures, but I don't see pricing yet. Hugo Boss seatbelts. Wow. <laughs> oh, they're the sponsor, right? Yeah, you know, you yeah I guess so. <laughs> you gotta look. You gotta look classy. No, no price on the Mung site yet. No, uh, but that's a nice one too. Okay, we talked about this new uh, Magic Factory Corsair. It's getting a lot of press. A lot of people are liking it so far. But they're also throwing up some uh, additional aftermarket if you want to make it even nicer. Uh, so um, again, from uh, Magic Factory, so they've got three uh, D, two different three D engine sets. Wow, look uh, at those engines. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the full Pratt & Whitney R2800, the separate display version. Look uh, at the wiring harness. That's, that's yeah, I know. impressive. Wow. Yep. Includes the ignition harness, something that can save the modeler a lot of effort and time and their sanity. And it's beautifully done, too. That's yep. really, that's impressive. Yeah, and then you got the maintenance version uh, that you can basically plop in, plop into your kit. And this needs to be removed, sanded flush before inserting straight into a Corsair kit. All in one solution, but giving top class detail. And then they've got a ground crew, five figures doing doing ground service servicing, three D resin. Uh, yeah. yeah, they even show you the 
the prince up resin protector and everything. Yeah. Just just exactly what you're gonna get. Yep. Yeah. So you're gonna have to paint the whole thing in situ. Yep. But again, if you know this, this is the ground crews are fantastic. Yeah, they're definitely they're definitely taking on Tamiya. They're definitely drawing a line. Yeah, and they're definitely uh, going with the 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 buff ground crew. Well, you know, (laughs) the South Pacific, there all that sun, you know. They're they're probably a little too buff. I've seen pictures of those guys. They were like 140 pounds. (laughs) That's what I was going for. But yeah, no, that's I'm we're gonna see a lot of those on the tables, I think, next year. And they're gonna look really nice, I think, definitely. Definitely. So uh, <laughs> righty. So Edward released their November uh magazine, um, where they cover a lot of a lot of different stuff. It's all it's a free magazine and it's their announcements, and it's always worth downloading and having a look because you'll get tons of tips. Tons of different things. But the other thing that's nice is they always have a nice little, um, they have the editorial. And one of the guys on BritModeler.com did a a little summary of some of the announcements. Uh, So they're doing more of the ME109G family in 172nd scale. They've got uh, Gustav's parts one through four. So the G5 and the G6 early, G6 late, high rudder, and an era type cockpit the g14 the g you know again there's many versions of 109s as there are spitfires Mm -hmm. so they've got four there limited editions uh then they're going to do a north american they're working on the molds for this a p51 b and c uh mustang and 148 scale yeah that'll be nice addition for their line yep a mig 48 mig 21 f13 uh, one of the older kit designs. The original kit's been completely redesigned from the ground up. This is our third generation of MiG-21s. So uh, late 2024. And then currently the project's on hold. And again, they're, I always like like these guys. They're very transparent. The Aviva S99, the L13. Due to the current economic situation, coupled with a significant drop in sales, we will postpone the implementations to a later date and give priority to more economically effective tile titles so it's interesting if sales are down i you know i was at my local shop today and we were talking with a few people and you know in general yeah things life's getting expensive you know so i don't think people are buying as much unless you can afford it so well also i suspect a lot of people bought a bunch during the co during the pandemic and and uh now's your chance to start going at your stash i guess well and then also new priority p- uh, projects. They're going to work on the 48th P40, various various ones. So, oh, really? Finally, other maybe we'll finally get the uh, correct P one for the uh, Tuskegee. Well, box. it says here the P40E in time for the second half of 2024 okay. using scan data that will be applied to the P40 project and scanning three specimens of P40 of different versions. Uh, so they're also saying, notice previously reported by Edward, the P-40 is based on a special hobby design. So data from scans of the original mm-hmm. aircraft may modify what we have seen. Uh, and then, of course, 48 scale, the JU-87, Edward will release a Stuka. Uh, as is recent custom, the subject of the progress will be the entire JU-87 line. The only thing so far is whether the A model will be part of the project. We'll start construction as soon as the P-40. They have scanned two Stukas, an 87D at Hendon and an 87B wreck in Berlin. So there you go. And looks like, 
Uh, yeah, uh, our scan data will be also used to reconstruct the real 87B, which is being refurbished for an American owner in the Czech Republic and Hungary. Interesting. They're going to get that to fly again. I wonder. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was from our friends at Britt Mahler, and thank you for the person who did the summary there. But again, it's always worth to read the read the Edward. Yeah, I there's was, a, a ton of stuff in this. It's magazine. a great magazine. I download it every month when it comes out. Okay, now one on my. I was waiting for the list. Yeah, oh yeah, I saw this, and there was a squeal of delight. So <laughs> I've said this for a while before. No one's they they redid the scat. They redid uh, Jerry Anderson's Captain Scarlet series. They did an animation version in 2005 it was actually really good one of the things they did is they did update the angel interceptor uh so in the thing it's been replaced by the white falcon spectrum falcon uh twin and just absolutely gorgeous and i've been waiting for someone to do this well now it's here uh 37 pieces 70 second scale car darby did the pattern uh casting by creative cast parts and uh, CMR Productions doing the decals. JBot did the did the design. Uh, this looks really nice. At some point, this is going to have to make its way in my stash. <laughs> it's just a nice looking aircraft. If you look at the bottom, you ever watch this here? It just it just looks the part. Absolutely. Of course, mine well, may have RCAF markings, but this you know. will be a nice companion piece to your Scarlet, uh, your the interceptor, your yeah. Interceptor. Yeah, and I think I'll just do low-vis modern Canadian scheme, you know. <laughs> exactly. The latest thing from Avro. Yeah, there you go. After Perfect. the successful <laughs> Aero program, their Interceptor program, stealth in my alternate universe. But yeah, uh, $85 in shipping. That's pretty well standard for something like, light like this. Um, but very, very nice. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing that at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, Santa, if you're listening, you know, I'm just saying. All right. Mm -hmm. News from Special Hobby. He never listens. That's all right. <laughs> he never News from Special Hobbies. Again, we like this. A uh, bunch of different things they've, they're deciding to uh, do. Uh, so they are doing the Blumenvoss BV-155 and 172nd scale. This was originally designed to be a high-altitude interceptor because they were worried about they were going to, the Americans were going to bring, bring B-29s to Germany. So this was made specifically to combat that. Um, yep. I've got yeah. a resin 48 scale, one of those in the yeah. stash. Yeah. It's it, it, it says 48, but I don't think so. It looks okay. too big. Now, this is 72nd. And then we've got the yeah. Mirage, Mirage F1CR. Mm -hmm. uh, nice, nice art there beside an F15. Uh, it was only flown by the French. And phased out in uh, 2014. I'm getting. I'm not a big Mirage person, but mm. I know based on what I'm seeing from the internet chatter, people are looking forward to that. And then we've got a 7.5 centimeter uh, gun. <laughs> you the didn't M15. even try. No, are you kidding? Horse ski. How about I just horse do ski horse, ski, horse ski cannon? Horse ski cannon. Horse ski yeah. cannon. Austro-Hungary Empire to use mountain guns. Oh, a mountain gun. Nice. Yeah. We can get them up the mountain and back. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. They were used for the first time in the Italian front in the early stages of 1916. Over 2,000 were produced. All right. And then this is nice. The For their uh, 148 T2 Buckeye, 
an injected oh. molded canopy uh, with some nice parts there, clear parts, and yeah. Now I have to check to see if mine had injection or um, or the uh, photo uh, vac form. Yeah. 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 This is a correction nice set for know. earlier bucket that only had vacuform canopies. Nice. So, yeah. And then, of course, they got their mass sets, the Avro Anson. If you're building an Anson, you need a mass set. I'm just you saying. You need a mass set. Yeah. yeah. If you just, just, just look right there. Hundred and nine pieces. Hundred and nine masks there. Yeah. Well, that thing is a big greenhouse. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's interior and exterior. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. That's everything. Uh, World War II trailer in 148 scale. Sure. Right. How about the Morris CS9 British light armored car? Nice. I like Wrong like scale. Too tiny. Oh, it is small. Yeah. Oh, well, this is perfect for you, Stuart. You're getting right into this stuff. I'll just start swearing at it. How about the coarse brass chain with rounded links? Oh. Why not? Three millimeter. And then if you need the medium one, they have the medium. And huh. then they have the fine, of course. I've seen some of these. Uh, yeah. Rounded shops. links. Nice. You know, because, again, you have to make sure you have your right roundness on the links. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have their MG3441 German machine gun, 135th scale. Comes with a little bit of photo etch. Those are nicely cast. Uh, an anti-aircraft machine gun rack for your MG34. All sorts of goodies for when you want stuff on your uh, half track. Yeah. It's there. So, yeah, that's the stuff coming from Special Hobbies. Very nice. All right. And I'm not going to leave the ship modelers behind. Uh, Starling Models, they have some new things. They have HMS Venus and HMS Scorpion from 45 and 43 in 1700 scale. These are 3D printed and photo etched. Uh, Venus is a V-class destroyer. Complete update there. Uh, and then Scorpion is a S-class destroyer. Yeah, these are um, from Atlantic Models. Yeah. The other thing for this uh, this space these Starling guys, they also produce this magazine, which is free. It's a, like it's yep. a um, electronic uh, ebook magazine, Scale Ship Modeling. This is issue three, and you can uh, click on the link on the on this page. That you you'll have this with the show notes, Stuart, mm-hmm. and you get this, this free downloadable. Stick it on your iPad or your tablet or your laptop or whatever, and uh, they're pretty good. They're well done. Nice professional yep. done. Yeah, they do yeah. nice stuff. They got a lot of, uh, they're held in highly regard. Starling and also uh, some of the other manufacturers, they're held in very high regards for the uh, in the shipbuilding community. Yeah, I like all of these unusual like trawlers and tugs and there's yeah. like motor launches and stuff like that. It's it's pretty cool. And best of all, I do somebody- like those uh, ocean class steam drifters, 1917. In one one forty four scale, out of stock, unfortunately, but I do like them. Well, see, the other thing I like is they now have three D printed Orlicans twenty millimeter <laughs> single parts. So you don't have one seven hundredth, so you don't have to worry about trying to put fifteen tiny parts together. You know, again, when I build my Fletcher, my three fifty Fletcher, believe me, there'll be some purchases to avoid the, uh, the, 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 to avoid the photo etch because the 3d printed stuff is just gorgeous. Like the mm-hmm. hedgehogs now. And I'm just looking at one, some of the 350. Yeah. Which is unfortunately out of, out of stock. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just some gorgeous things there, you know, 3d printing's done huge things for the yeah. ship market because of the photo etch you can replace. It's kind of unfortunate looking at this page, how much 
stuff is out of stock. Yeah, hopefully he'll get some more stuff in. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. All right. And then also moving on, we talked about the Detroit model show, the NL model city. AMT was there celebrating their uh, anniversary, but they also had a brand new release. And one of the guys was there, Tim Boyd did this little review. This is the new MPC Dodge demon three forty. This is a 1971 Dodge Dodge demon. Do you remember those Jeff? I do. I do. There you go. And I remember model boxes looking like this, you know, (laughs) That yep. big red engine and the shifter is a very big yep. feature. <laughs> well, it's all yes. new, all, all all new tooling. Uh, you can build one of two versions, stock or drag. Uh, as you said, you got the 344 BBL engine, all the mirrors, drag slicks or stock tires, bucket seats, plated wheels, roll cage. Uh, yeah, this looks really yeah. nice. So yeah, this is this is going to be very nice to see so anyway well worth uh well worth if you click just down below the main picture he's got 19 pictures that shows the inside and what you get in it um nice looking decals you know everything oh, yeah. nicely bagged um just take me back <laughs> yeah well that's what they're doing there but again this is an all new tool so this isn't you know yeah loaded with like- performance parts. Mm-hmm. I like that the tires, all the the raised lettering, the Firestone and mm-hmm. white oval is all pre-painted. Yep. If you look at the there's a picture yep. there. Yeah, you're right. Saves you a bunch of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. That's great. Our Tampo painted era corrected wide ovals. Of course, only Goodyear polyglass GTs were fat, factory standard. But according to Steve, Goodyear is not currently licensing the polyglass name for some reason. So Firestone said, "Sure, we'll take that on." Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, looks like they had a good time there with the car modeler. So I'm sure we'll hear more more about it. I got to get a car modeler on again. Uh, Some nice little decals there, too. Uh, Yeah. Very, very nice. So, yeah. So some the car guy. I think I managed to cover pretty well something for everything. Okay. Let's go over to Scalemates. Let's see what's new. So I do notice the B-21 Raider. It did its first flight. It did. Uh, the other day. Over Edwards. Yep. Micromirus got one in one to one four four. the Westland Wasp. Very famous British uh very small little helicopter, but worked quite well. The SAS used them for years. Hmm. Uh you've got the Wanderer, little Copper State, nineteen sixteen motorcycle. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Uh what else we got here? Ferrari four ninety nine, new scratch one forty third. We've got the Spectre Falcon. M24 Chafee, but in 72nd. I know people have been wanting a, a new version of that from mm-hmm. the old testers ones. Oh, Stuart, I look at this next one. 700th, I know, eh? Once, this is, oh, man, you this are you going smaller and smaller. There totally, you go. totally. Then we got the Industrial Tractor from Mini Art, November 10th. Oh, love it, love it. Anything with an exhaust that looks like that, I got to have it. There you <laughs> go, 124 <laughs> scale. Not even one thirty fifth. That's going to be it. That's one of the big Lance, the Lance Bulldogs, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, the Bulldogs. How about and a Minenwerfen System Scorpion? Cousin type <laughs> for model bow. Yeah. yeah, that looks pretty and, cool. And then on the ninth, we have Soviet passenger car, the Gorky M twenty. Zero, oh, yes. zero to sixty in ten seconds if it's down a hill in a tailwind. 
some uh, munitions transporter, Marines, a modern tow tractor in 148th. Yeah, U.S. Navy tow tractors. Yep. Very nice. The Halberstadt. D2. Three different scales, 24th, 32nd, and uh, 48th. Oh, from, from our from buddies at Luke Graf. Yeah, you know, that'll be nice. That'll be yeah. nice. Oh. Uh, what else? We got some Gundams. How about the control kit? Replica kit. You can either do a B8 or an F16, one to one. Exactly. You know, all right. Arena Models has a bunch of classic, like 50s era NASCARs. Oh, it's looked at these as being like moonshine haulers. Yeah, well, that's originally, yeah, but the same idea. But yeah. this is when they take it to the track. It's it's during the week they haul the moonshine, right? Right. It's exactly. Right. Yeah. What else here? Seventy uh, second KV one T seventy T sixty two from Zavesta. Uh, let's see. How about a Ferrari three hundred eight, the Marlboro? Of course, they can't say that, but one forty third scale rally one. That was a, one of the Baja builds. Yeah. 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 And a little fortune rabbit from Mung. No scale. little fortune. You're yeah. the rabbit. But then look at all the Lancia Stratoses there. Yep. Oh, now we're talking. There you go. Look at all the <laughs> Lancias. Look at all the different all schemes these. you can build, Terry. Yeah, they're all the 430, uh, 43rd scale sets. Yeah. Look at them all. Look at them all. No kidding. In their 1980s glory. Yeah. The well, other one we were talking about last week at the build date was the Lotus 63 then under the fifth, 120th scale. Oh. Limited edition of 99 kits. <laughs> Love it. Paul Munby. I don't know them at no, all. No, neither do I. Hazmat Bulldozer. Yep. Yeah. And then a Pratt & Whitney Wasp Engines from the third. A couple of different ones there. 148th, 124th. Now, and, have you already... Did we already talked about the Fitch & Foos preposterous... No, we talked about it at the build night. We're going to talk about that right now. Kitchen food, preposterous squid. Looks like it was out in 2021, but they just added to the catalog. But but we have to point it out. Like yeah. So yeah, he stopped he stopped doing cast resin cast uh, kits a number of years ago because it was just getting really difficult for him to do. Pity. Yeah. Um, but they were gorgeous. They were they were not inexpensive, but I always told him he was underpriced. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's there's there's a I, and and now it's it, he's doing it as a subscription. Ah, okay. Um, for printing, and I'm not sure about. No, it says full kit. Yeah, he must yeah. be, must have done something with this. Well, I'll have says, to talk says, to him about talk it. Talk to him because it says 2021. Someone may have just added it to the database. Oh, sure. It's okay. possible, but you never know, right? Maybe I'll I never did get not- this. Yeah. This is a beautiful one. Just looking at it, though, just a gorgeous kit. Yeah, gorgeous. you know, all of all of his stuff was. Yeah, whether it was from uh, different designers or his stuff, and he did all of these uh, aquatic and and insect themed right. right things, and they're beautiful. Yep, exactly. Um, and then I'm looking down on the third bunch of releases, but I love the some of the Tamias educational stuff. Uh, again, they're just adding it to the database, 2021, 2022. Swimming so, sea otter. Perfect. And, of course, the monorail. A monorail. Got to have a monorail. A sw- your your town needs a monorail. Deck. Yep. 
And this one here, uh, November 2nd, the, the CIM-10A Bomark missile. I so much want to get this, do a diorama with an Avro arrow flying over the wreckage of one of these. Because this is one <laughs> of the reasons they said they, we canceled the arrow. Right. You know, not that I'm not that I'm biased or anything, you know, or I'm upset about it or anything, but you know, just, just well, once the missiles came along, there wasn't much point for interceptors. So well, so they thought, man. Gee, yeah, still of them today. Yeah. And we'll finish things off with also in the second bunch of Datsuns from Arena oh. as well, two forty Zs. Yeah. And a couple of Porsches too. A couple of Porsches, nine elevens. Yeah, you gotta have it. some Porsches. You gotta have some just Porsches. To satisfy you. That's yeah. right. Damn straight. A couple of nine nine thirty fives further down. A couple yeah, of Alphas. Yeah. They have a bunch of stuff. See, lots of different things. But you know, people aren't building models anymore. Apparently, you know, well, they're not building them. They're just buying them. Yeah, well, I guess you know, so. <laughs> that's a whole other. That's a whole other ball of wax. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, our good friend Steve at Cult TV. Man, he was at a big show last weekend too, and he had a lot of fun. So let's see what's new with him. Let's talk a little bit about what's new at our good friends at Colt TV, man. A couple of new things now in stock, including the Green Hornet, the Black Beauty, with Green Hornet and Cato figures from AMT. That's going to be uh, $33.99, 125th scale. Looks absolutely gorgeous. Next up is NASA's Artemis One rocket in 1-200th from round two AMT. That'll be available right now for $29.99. And a vintage kit, I remember this one when it came out, the vintage NASA space shuttle. The big 172nd scale from Monogram uh, from 1983, that'll be $99.99. Uh, there's also some pre-orders coming, uh, the USS Reliant, the 2024 reissue. Uh, that's, of course, from the Wrath of Khan, the 1537 scale from round two, and lots of other goodies. So uh, make sure there's always something new to check out at Cult TV Man and ColtTVManShop.com. They've also got a couple of new categories. They've got the Holiday Shopping 2023, including uh, Black Friday sales coming soon. Watch this space. And also a good little stocking stuffer section. So some smaller kits. So, for example, the Millennium Falcon Mini Kit. This is number six in that series from Bandai for $10.99. And the Mini Kit number two, which is the Star Wars X-Wing from Bandai, uh, again for $10.99. Lots of goodies to check out. So, as always, check out culttvmanshop.com and tell them that the Scale Model Podcast sent you. All right, what's on the bench? Uh, not a ton of time, but I've been doing some more painting experiments with the Battle Mix miniatures, mostly seeing what I can do with the, with the contrast or the speed paints and the airbrush. Different different things, learning a few new things. And uh, yeah, if, if you haven't tried mini painting or you haven't tried these contrast paints to paint minis, it's worth checking it out. Mm-hmm. All the manufacturers are making them. Uh, Games Workshop has cast contrast paints. I like Army Painter with their speed paints. One of the things I think it will do really well for the armor guys, if you get some brown and some leather, you can literally do like a wood stain in one coat without having to use two different or three different colors or leather or stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, this paint's thin enough. It's designed to, you know, sink into the... Cr- sink into the depressions and you know like that and go darker and it'll highlight near the top so 
you know, for people working on armies, just for like what we call game ready, this stuff works great. You, you're, you're saving having to do two more coats of a light and a dark, and it works really well. But I've been, I've been having some fun, fun with it. You definitely, you get more use for it out of the, at least I've done two, one airbrush so far. And it's definitely, I find if you use the paintbrush, you get the effect quicker. Airbrush, you may need two coats just because you're putting a thinner coat. It's a glazing technique. It's yeah. really meant for, for brushes. Yeah, exactly. And, and generally a broader brush, and you can even thin it down more if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Glaze yeah. medium. Yeah. And I've also been trying the slap chalk technique where you uh, prime it black, and then you put down your dry brush gray and a white down, and then you put your glazing on. And it's it's kind of cool as well. So playing playing with that. Uh, the Musaru Cup, uh, as you've been hearing me bitch, <laughs> bitch about, um, it's a tiny kit. Again, hats off to the guys that build this. This is a very precise kit. I've got the priming done. Uh, painting, I've started on some body parts. Again, you've got to watch the order that you build things so you don't put yourself into a corner. Um, so getting there, and I've got more and more of an idea how I'm going to display it. So we are getting there. I'm looking, but I have to admit, I have to confess, I'm looking forward to getting it done so I can move on to something else. And that's mm -hmm. the next thing to figure out what I'm going to move on. And speaking of uh, working on bears, Jeff, how's yours going? <laughs> it has been a nightmare. I mean, I've, 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 as you can see, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to do wood grain on the propellers, but I'm building that Airfix, the classic 1966-1967 vintage Handley Page 0400 in 170 second scale. And you know what? For that era, the molds aren't bad. They, the detail, it's got some nice stitching on the fabric, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't fit too badly together, but I, I am terrified of the next step, which is actually putting the struts and the wings together. That can buy, that this is just, a, you know, it's a good sized little kit. And then you got to rig it. You got to rig it. And then I'm gonna gonna rig it, and that's gonna be <laughs> another nightmare on its own. But it's been a real challenge, and just just trying to put the landing gear. Like, look at this landing gear. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. You have this to send a picture. Send a picture of that one. I I will. It's ridiculously complicated, and the engine and the cells are kind of a challenge. And it's just it, it's been no, yeah. it hasn't been an easy build. It's no Tamiya. Let's put it that way. It's no Bandai. You know? and, uh, and and can you imagine if Wingnut had actually built one? Oh, well, the thing is, uh, to do some detail, like there, there really isn't a lot of good pictures available of the uh, the cockpit area. And I wanted mm -hmm. to try and put something in there because otherwise it was pretty much empty. And um, the best source was the online uh, Wing That Wings CAD drawings for their <laughs> over 100. <laughs> <laughs> so that worked out really well. It's just great. But uh, yeah, but otherwise, no, it's been nuts. And as you know, Stuart, we finally moved to... Um, uh, I put posted on our on my Facebook. Uh, we finally moved our cabin away from the edge of the cliff. I saw that. Guys came last week and uh, and uh, the skid steer and a bunch of steel I beams and dragged it all the way across. It worked out really well. And we well. actually went in the right direction, so you didn't it end did. up with with more with, with like a beach house instead. No, it worked out great, and it, it, it it's actually not damaged at all. So yeah, uh, no, look good from the pictures. Quite pleased, and uh, the trees have shed all their leaves. So yes, I they have. Tomorrow and you know, break them off the off the grass before well, they die. Okay, but yeah. I always I always say you should wait till the grandchildren come over, then have a game. Let's see who can rake all the leaves fastest. 
<laughs> and then, and then the that can go back of, of a gnat. Yes, yeah, I know. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say when you start working on that Hanley page, make sure the grandchildren aren't in the house. You don't want them oh, yeah. learning brand new words. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. The key is, and I will say this: uh, the difference between building one of these old Airfix kits and trying to make a modern quality build out of it uh, versus building a Tamiya kit is that you actually are a modeler. Yes. <laughs> because you have you have to problem solve every step of the way yeah. on this. You have to bring some skills to this. You don't. You're not just yeah. assembly like like those people who make Tamiya kits. Well, I'm finding <laughs> I'm finding uh, the Earl truck. You know, it's a newer kit, but again, there's a lot of thinking you gotta plan through throughout. Like eventually next year, I'll be working on my next Valkyrie and the Hasegawa Valkyries. They're great, the Macross stuff. But again, you really kind of have to think through how you're gonna do it. So yep. you don't paint, especially paint yourself into a corner. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember right. that one. I did mine. Yeah. Yep. All right, Terry, how about you? I've been doing some work on that Aldrin class um, mm -hmm. from Will. The um, Right now, it's mostly buffing paint, so i got to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm not entirely happy with the, the coat that went down after the uh, the gloss coat because I thought I was going to get ready to, to start uh, masking and decaling and stuff, and, and I'm not. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. I'll see what I'll do. I might wind up stripping it and starting over, um, which is fine. Um, I did also start just to do a Bandai kit um, after taking those uh, Yamato universe kits to the Cincinnati show. It's like, oh, I want to build another one. And I was going to go into the, I bought one of the multi-deck carriers, which I had never yep. bought any of. Yeah. So I bought one of those in Cincinnati and I was going to go up and look for another, um, uh, dreadnought type thing is like, oh no, no, I should just build this, and like then realizing it's four decks, and you got to paint the decks first. Oh yeah, well I know I, and I then know build Peter around Faye. them. Yeah, I know Peter Fay from our club, and you know him from Wonderfest. Uh, yeah, he's he's done a couple, and yeah, they they are gorgeous. Yeah, they look really. But yeah, um, as you say, you got to plan them out. Yeah, and this is the purple one. Oh yes, yeah, the he built four that deck one. That's purple a nice one. one. Yeah, that's yep. a nice one. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a very nice one. The four deck lambda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good sized. It's long. Yeah, it's really long. They're big, big. Yeah, I remember he brought that a couple of years ago to our club meeting, and it mm -hmm. was uh, it was really really good. All right, so onwards and upwards. Uh, let's you know what. Let's go to our second sponsor ad. Let's talk about Sean's Custom Model Tool. I keep having to bug Anthony. I'm hoping soon he's going to. We have to do a review because he's. Sean's done some like uh one seventy second. He's gonna be doing one thirty fifth, some like jerry cans and stuff like that with a three D mm -hmm. printer. Uh so Anthony's gotta do or do do a review on that. And we're gonna we're gonna do do that at some point. But anyway, here here he is now. Now we're going to talk a bit about Sean's Custom Model Tools, one of our other sponsors of the Scale Model Podcast. Some very cool things, both 3D printed and the Goodman Super Sanding Blocks. Let's start with the Microset and Microsole Decal Set Bottle Stand. This is uh, purposely designed for the Microscale Set and Sole. Uh, most modelers over the years, they've tipped these bottles over. So uh, this is a very handy thing. At $14.95, you can uh, put them both together. They're printed in blue and red for easy identification. Comes with a black base, and they actually have little magnets on it, so it helps keep them in place. Definitely a good deal. I use mine all the time, and I can well recommend them. 
Let's talk a bit about those Goodman Model Super Sanding Blocks, namely the Value Pack Combo for $28.99. You get the 80 grit, 180 grit, 220, 320, 400, and 600. Uh, just an amazing set, uh, just what you need. And you can also, uh, if you want, you can also get a, a sanding Super Sanding Block stand for it, which also uh, really makes life a little bit easier, helps helps things keep it organized. The other thing too is they have, they have the awesome model tape dispenser for uh, your various tapes. It's basically a 3D printed thing. You put spools of your tapes, it's got a little razor blade to help uh, cut it and it's a uh, really, really good design. Uh, so yeah, works out really well and yours for $19.95. So check out these and other amazing deals at SeansCustomModelTools.com and uh, also on Facebook and tell them that the Scale Model Podcast sent you. All right, what we're reading. I had to switch e-readers, gentlemen. My my old iPhone, I, had a, I was using a e-reader called Marvin which had nice integration with my Calibri ebook library. I keep on my uh, computer. It acts like a web server to connect mm. to it. Seamlessly worked really well, but they stopped distributing um, Marvin. The developer stopped it a couple of years ago. So it, when I upgraded to my latest iOS, uh, it wouldn't support it anymore. So I had to find a brand new e-reader. And again, one of the musts was it had to be spouse friendly because my wife reads quite a bit. She's been going through uh, the Wheel of Time books. Um, so in the end, I found this one after much surf, surf, surfing, surfing, searching, bit of both. Mm -hmm. And it's called Yomu, Y-O-M-U. Um, so you can read PDF, CPUB, you know, all that good stuff with it. Um, but again, more importantly, it allows one to read, to, you know, talk to your Calibri li library. And it just, you know, so for my wife, it's great. She just, she hits one button on the thing. It's been, it's been pre-configured. -pre and then she can see the latest things we, we've gotten. Um, so I'm still reading uh, Coming of Age in the Milky Way by Timothy Ferris. Great historical of all the great characters. And I literally mean that in astronomy of some <laughs> of their weird habits and stuff like that. I'm really enjoying that. And then the other one I just picked up and it's brand new. And I know this was coming out. I'm a, I'm a big newspaper junkie. I love the history of newspapers and, you know, the role of that. So this is from Adam Nagormi and it's brand new. It's called the times, how the newspaper of record survived scandal, scorn, and the transformation. Um, so it's basically a history of the times from about 77 till 2016. Um, and again, I love reading about this. And again, the times is one of those success stories. They successfully migrated and turned to be able to survive the digital world. They've got a successful paywall. Uh, they're making tons of money off that, and they're, but they're still able to do a quality product. Uh, so like the Times and the Guardian are my two favorite papers. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I haven't really started it yet, but I'm really looking forward to reading that one as well. I do find now by, I'm trying to read stuff more than just doom scrolling. So instead yeah. of reaching for like Facebook or that, I'm yeah. going to the ebook now and it's far easier. Um, so trying to, trying, trying to do that. So that's what I'm currently uh, up to. Jeff, how about you? Well, I um, think I've, on occasion I have mentioned that my wife likes to follow auctions, particularly estate auctions. Yes. 
and uh, from time to time um, she'll uh, she'll go through one, and I'll just p pick it up and take a look and see. And I, in this most recent one, I found um, a 39 volume set, Time Life History of the Second World War, which I had seen little. I've seen volumes of this over the years on different topics. It's, uh, each each volume is on a specific topic, and it goes yep. chronologically through the war. Uh, really good series. Anyway, I wound up getting it for like a buck a, a buck fifty each, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I couldn't. Uh, so I, I, I sit down and I start. I, I pulled up the Pacific Campaign because I was curious to see what they had to say about Midway after reading that book, uh, Shattered Sword, and uh, really well done. But I gotta tell you uh, that I, I would not have survived the the the, the Jungle Campaigns. Yeah, I would uh, just. I, I, the 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 horror of what they those guys had to go through uh, on both sides uh, uh, is mm -hmm. astounding. It's just astounding to read. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. And 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 you've been working out hauling those heavy volumes home. Oh yeah, that, that was like half the carload uh, just to get the volumes back into the house. <laughs> you know, it is know? it is fascinating reading um, publications and periodicals and such from those periods. Neil will append occasionally find them at the uh, at the at the flea markets and such mm -hmm. it's like and the the versions of say popular mechanics scientific american such during the war as to what's yeah. going on you like knowing what you know now how much of this stuff was misinformation yeah and yep. how much of it was just like extremely uh, enthusiastic or or um i don't want to say naive but Almost, you know, it was, it was propagandistic and they bought into it. It was that was yeah. their efforts on the part of the war. Effort, and so. then you're like, OK, let's give them a little let's give them a little slack. They were pretty, you know, these companies were they thought they could make stuff work then and never did. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you got to You got to give it a chance, because if one of them does, then that's a huge advantage. What's interesting is when these were written in this, these were written in 1978, uh, the volumes, mm. the actual the perspective on uh, on it is, I and I could be wrong on this, but my read of it, my my the, the sense of it, is it's a post Vietnam kind of flavor, mm -hmm. right? It's, war is hell. This one Pacific campaign wasn't hell. It was you know a fight against bad things, and it was not a it was the what do you call it the good war, right? Studs circle. Um, so the sense of it was that the the writing wasn't jingoistic it was they were actually in retrospect looking back and saying this was hard well these guys what the, what the people had to do was hard and the things that some of them did was were, were not good um but had to be done kind of thing anyway it's an interesting to your point terry it's i've always found it interesting to try to read contemporaneous uh mm -hmm. it, it, you know recountings of things just to just to get a, a flavor of what our world might be like and what what I'm reading today might actually be. Yeah, new, history is not news of the day, and yeah, and, and history changes, and you know you you don't know what you don't know, and and over time you find more out, and you right. that filter becomes a little more often a little more realistic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, that's what I've been that's what I've been doing. Very good. Yeah. All right. It's that's like another if you ever get a chance to read the Sherlock Holmes mysteries. Oh yeah. Well, Every it, couple it of years. We, we read them thinking it's historical fiction and it was not. No. It was no. contemporary. It was yeah. written at that time. 
Yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those series like Lord of the Rings I come back to every few years and reread mm-hmm. them. I just really enjoy They're them. They're enjoyable. Yeah. That in like yep. Vern? Yes. Vern was, he was Same a badass. Thing. Man, Same his, yep. yeah, he knew his science and his technology and physics and everything. Yep. Anyway, so I, 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 yeah, I agree. I, H.G. Wells is always fun too. I mean, you get some interesting political elements in those, in his stuff. Yeah. Well, that's mostly his. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm still okay. reading Ed Young's An Immense World. Um, mm-hmm. I'm now into hearing. I went through um, Touch, which is fascinating. There, there's You have chemical senses like smell. Those are our oldest senses because even cells, even single cell organisms have chemical sensors. Um, they may not have touch sensors. They may not have pain, may not have any of that. But they uh, they do have that. But hearing is stuff I had never thought of, and, and heat sense as well, which is also a, a, a derivation of pain sensors. Hmm. Um, but hearing, how does you know, a blue whale make sounds with hundred meter wavelengths? Yep, <laughs> it, wow. they can hear each other across the world. How they get stereo hearing from a wavelength of a hundred meters is still something we haven't figured out mm-hmm. so it's it's fascinating um but they're you know the just like the umwelt that is what it is it's like they live in a world of sound and they can map in fact we map oceans using their sounds mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing uh, i'm gonna have, I, I have to look up that uh, i that. when i'm done with it i'll send it up your way it's it's an amazing it's in my queue. I've got it. I've got it's, it in my queue at the library. Yeah. It's drinking from a fire hose. And you yeah. know you are just yeah. nicking the surface of each of these things. But I like that. I like that because yeah. it's opening your eyes in a whole bunch of levels that you you know, oh I want to do a deeper dive on that. I'll do yeah. that. And yeah, this and is what these... I love about reading these non nonfiction. I I always have a couple of nonfictions on the go for that reason. So and I'm, these yeah. broad science books, the last quarter of the book are references. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. go through it and it's like it's like oh i got a lot done it's like oh no that was the end of the book the rest of its references wow yeah. i've wow it's like what do i want to dig into next let me let me go back to that hearing thing um i, I also um started another set of graphic novels because i on and they're free on comiXology to me uh garth ennis who did the lucifer series uh is did preacher and i've known about preacher but I didn't never really know what it was. And it seems like it fits in the same universe. Um, it may or may not. I haven't found out yet. There haven't hmm. been any characters yet crossing over, uh, but it, it's very much in the same theme. So I'll see how long I go with it or if I get tired of it being very similar themes. Right. <laughs> right. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Okay. All right. Um, other than the amazing stuff I've seen at the show, those show pictures, that's really the things I've seen this week. I haven't seen really anything else. Yeah, I'll see if I can. Uh, well, we should put Chris Metting's build of that um, A20 yeah. in there. I'll put that in. That's a nice build he did. And the um, Even though 30 second my... scale P- XP72 as well. Yeah. I'll find that link. You know, even though he's on my on my SH1T list for the work he's doing on his on the Moosuru Cup for his podcast, I'm just saying. You know, you're just saying. I mean, I'm it's just not... saying. Yeah, I already told him that. I said I'm very jealous, but that's fine. He knows. 
Ah, yeah. whatever. No, you know what? He's doing a great <laughs> job, and that's the difference between a professional and a rank amateur. But no, it's good. He's making it like it's been destroyed. Um, so he's the in- interior of that. He's he's taken the roof off, and he's got like put in, you know, bent little metal frame to indicate the seats where the seat frames are. He's scratch built an engine. It looks absolutely gorgeous. I think I said last time he printed an engine, and he sent me an email saying, "By the way, the engine's scratch built." So. Yeah, yeah. I would have sent him a rude gesture if I could, but that's (laughs) um, no. I mean, honestly, if you wanted to, you could do yours as destroyed as well. Just don't take a hammer. Oh yeah. Well, no, I was (laughs) thinking. I was thinking. uh, You know, just making conversation. They're doing a tarp build. I could just cover the damn thing with a tarp, as long Mm -hmm. as it looks like. You know, the judge has said. You know, Ian said, as long as it looks like you know the thing. But no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have some fun, particularly on the diorama side weathering and stuff like that so no like i said it's just it's very tiny um that's the only thing that's really i'm enjoying it but it's just it's very tiny some of the parts it's not it's it's like what it's like an inch and a half or two inches oh yeah if that it's it's it's, hang on you just talk for a second oh here we are podcast and he walks away from the microphone ah that's right (laughs) all right everybody Stu stepped away from the microphone (laughs) and i'm back that's the that's the frame Oh yeah, well that's a little bit longer. Yeah, but it's still bloody tiny. And again, there's about forty parts on there, and there's a few missing. I still have to put on. But anyway, yeah. But no, no, it's beautiful kit. Don't get me wrong, but it's just it's very fiddly, as I like. I just love how the uh, the Musuru Cup the way it works out is every time your turn comes around, they come up with this pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) Something fiddly little microscopic builds. Why can't I have like an Airfix kit which just goes together, and then we have to fun painting? Or something like that. You know, I was thinking to myself, I'd almost prefer the 700 scale photo etch filled battleship at this point sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, that's well, fine. Next year it'll be Terry's turn and it'll be like a Bandai throw together. It'll be like a throw together uh, bacon <laughs> shake right up his alley. Hey, exactly. they, they leaned into my my side of building and I, I didn't do it, even though I, I was know. the only one that did it. Figure. Well, you know why? That's why they asked for names <laughs> who's doing it beforehand. Because yeah. they want to make sure the only time that the only time they didn't work was the year before when uh, they got a 70 second scale aircraft and Dave Knights from the Mojo still didn't get it done. Yeah, so, that's right. You know, we were all <laughs> saying this has to be a fix. Um, poor guy got so much flack for that, but just the way it turned out. But no, no, we really appreciate Lightspeed Global and our good friends at IPMS Hamilton. They're always they're always doing neat neat things like that. So, well, to be fair, I mean, if we didn't bitch about it, how would they know it was us? Oh, I know, <laughs> I know, I know what. I'm still enjoying it. It's just, yeah, this is why I always have two things on the go, because mm-hmm. if I work on it for about an hour, I get a headache. I'm getting going cross-eyed, or I'm always having to take the glasses like this, do the, you know, so I can see the smaller de- de- in details. So, but. No, like I said, that's that's fine. So we'll it'll be fine. Only got a few months. March will be here before we know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you five do. months away, exactly. So I'm gonna try and get that done. And like I said, I have a feeling there's a macross for the next build. I think either that or I'll just throw insanity into the wind and work on a ship or something. I don't know. But see, if I if I work on that Fletcher, the three hit, I have to order some stuff. So which is which what? is that's LA. that's a build. I know, I, mean, I know, and it's got the white ensign set, but I'm not doing all that photo etch. So I'd rather get some 3D printed stuff and make it look halfway decent. There's I a know. lot in a 350 scale destroyer oh, that you'll I have know. to do. I look at yeah. the instructions yeah. in that. So, 
Well, you know, because I've also got that's not one kit. That's not one kit. No, it's like twenty eight. Yeah. Kids. Yeah, exactly. that's fine. But again, if I don't use half the photo etch, it goes down to like 14. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you're not having to put 28 pieces of photo etch together. Uh, no, oh, no, no, no. This hobby of ours. But we do it yeah. to relax. Yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> relax. Nobody does this hobby yeah, to relax. There's no drama. There's no drama in model making, is there? <laughs> not a... no, I can tell I'm at a stage of this build because, uh, about six other kits are starting to call to me from across. The yeah. Place. Yeah. Well, I still have my shelf of doom too. I got to get back to it at some point. Maybe I'll do that. Doubtful, but you never know. There's a Airfix lifeboat I really want to do, but it is the first edition, which had very poor fitting main cabin. And that's mm. the part I'm on. So again, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I will Our, say one thing, one thing for the future of the hobby. Uh, I was back visiting my grandson's uh, last week, the end of last week. And the youngest one came running out with the Titanic model that I'd started for them. Oh yeah! And they are adding more parts to it. They've been cut. They've been using little sprue cutters and cutting them and gluing them on. So he says, "Granddad, Granddad, look, look, we, we added more lifeboats." <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. That's <laughs> nice of them. You know, that's good. I thought I thought they were going to be like Gundams on it or something. No, and no, Jeff, no. you just need to say, and it still wasn't enough. And it wasn't enough. Oh. Well, I, taught them, I, I taught them the old campfire song about the the, the oh the, yes, the yeah, sail the ocean blue. Oh good. And they love that. They love that. Anyway. What does their mother think? She they, she does not love that. No, I wonder <laughs> why. I remember that from Cub Count. Oh yeah, good yeah. fun, good fun. Well, that's what like like I said, that's what being the cool grandpa is all about. Well, that's what being the uh, the bad influence grandpa. I much prefer that name. <laughs> a bit of both. A bit of both. So always good. You can't yeah, go wrong. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. All right, gentlemen. I think we may as well wrap this up. So uh, we're also sponsored by Return to Kitform. Uh, return the number two kitform.com. Check out their website. Always amazing stuff there. If speaking of Macross, if you're working on your Macross fighters, they're the ones to see for canopy masks, all sorts of goodies. Uh, I've got a few of them already. Also, for the non-North American distributor from Escado Hobbies, John's got a bunch of stuff he's been playing around with. Definitely worth checking out, and he's still got some stuff in stock. Also, he still has the Super Sanding Blocks by Goodman Models. So if you're in Australia, New Zealand, that area of the world, uh, that's a good place to get them on from as well. So, And we appreciate uh, Brett and Chrissy's support as well. All righty. I think that's about it. Anyone else have any parting shots, last word? The one, the one thing I just, just, just came to me, um, Andrew Finnegan, above and below uh, Deckles. Oh, yes. He's having a hell of a time with Canada Post. He's, he is having a bad time with, with shipping costs. And, yeah. and Canada Post in particular, that it's cheaper for him to ship product to the UK or to the US than it is to send it. It's cheaper to send it to Ireland than it is to send it to uh, Toronto or to Calgary. Yeah. Which, and he's in Vancouver. He's in the BC area. So it's just... Canada Post rates are stupid. I mean, mm -hmm. and it's, a, it's an unfortunate situation that he's in. That's the kind of thing that's going to throw good quality small businesses in a you know out the window, particularly mm -hmm. in Canada, particularly yeah. in Canada. And I, I just want to give him a shout out for being there for the hobby because he produces great quality material, mm -hmm. and um, he's putting up with a lot of crap and I, uh, in order to do it. So, just that was one thing that just came to me as we were talking. 
nope nope excellent point and uh, i think it's something if you can support them above and below graphics we've all used their products they're wonderful things great uh, stuff definitely try and try and support them because they just do a awesome awesome job all righty so for episode 129 of the scale model podcast my name is Stuart clark i'm jeff highland and i'm terry measley reminding you to close up the screen porch it's model building season <laughs> yes it is excellent <laughs> keep the mosquitoes out thank you and be well <laughs>